The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is August 2nd, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. It's all about customer care and saving you money on your monthly transaction fees. Joining me today, guess who? His co-host, as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV, State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. A great and hearty good morning to you, uh, Gary, and as usual, it's always great to be with you. Oh, thank you, Bill. Just a quick review of last week's show. We had the U.S. Military All-Stars, which is a phenomenal organization. Uh, We had... Tank Stone, and the reason they call him Tank, I was told by some of his teammates, were uh, he's as big as a tank. So he's the <laughs> yeah, hate to meet this guy at night. VP and development of development, and also on the board of directors. The U.S. Military All Stars started when, during a visit to the Naval Aviation Museum, President George H.W. Bush discussed the positive impact baseball had on morale during World War II. His comments initiated the development of military baseball in the modern era. Over two decades later, they are the only team in history to wear camouflage uniforms with historical references representing all branches of the military and first responders. Be sure when they do, uh, be sure to attend those games when they do come to your community. In fact, they went to 35 different uh, communities throughout the United States uh, just recently, and and this is what they do. They they bring in all the vets, all the all the veterans that are attend these games. They get uh, sponsorships uh, in the communities, and sometimes they stay anywhere from two to four weeks. If you miss the live show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Now, Bill, you had a pretty exciting week. Why don't you tell us about it? Well, Gary, uh, as you're aware, I am with the uh, DAV National Convention here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, It uh, continues through tomorrow when the new uh, national commander and uh, his staff will be uh, uh, announced. Uh, Gary, it's been quite interesting here in the fact that uh, we've been visited by the uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs, uh, Bob McDonald, and the chairperson of the Senate Veterans uh, Affairs Committee, uh, Senator Johnny Isaacson, who is a senator representing the great state of Georgia. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things. Uh, We'll we'll just do a quick highlight here. Sure. Uh, uh, You know, one of the things that was 
talked about in, in, in the president yesterday and the secretary and the senator the day before was talking about homelessness and uh, what uh, improvements have been made and the other things that they have uh, to further uh, support uh, homelessness in the country and to get that number down as quick as possible and to continue to work with those groups uh, around the country that uh, have our homeless veterans as their veterans. As a matter of fact, Gary, one of the special awards was provided to a homeless operation out of San Antonio, Texas. And uh, this is a husband and wife team who are uh, veterans who have served. So uh, they were uh, honored by the... uh, uh, the uh, Disabled American Veterans. Gary, some of the new initiatives, one is uh, the, uh, the uh, president urged, along with the uh, secretary and the, and the senator, for all of us in the veterans community to get behind a piece of legislation that's called Veterans First, and they want to see that legislation to become law. It has a lot of positive things there. Uh, in that, that, that legislation, so we want to pay attention to that. And and also uh, uh, to make sure that we're doing the best, the VA is doing the best in terms of getting health care access to all of our veterans who need it, and they're enrolled in the system. Very, very much emphasis upon uh, uh, getting that uh, done. Uh, uh, another uh, initiative that they are priding themselves on is that the intention that has been provided to uh, backlogs in uh, uh, services-connected disability claims that have been in the appellate process to reduce those numbers. They've got some phenomenally high numbers that they started with, and they uh, are very proud of the fact that those numbers are decreasing. Uh, They're also uh, uh, pushing the initiative of to be able to provide one-stop services uh, at our hospitals and, and clinics. If you go into a hospital, you've got an appointment, and maybe while you're waiting for your appointment or afterwards, if you've also got a claims issue of a service-connected disability, you don't have to go to another location. You can get that done right there at the hospital and vice versa uh, 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 with that. So, uh, uh Gee, there's a lot of things that, that that's out there. Uh, the uh, president seems to be uh, very positive about wanting to move. Uh, there seems to be a, a great working coalition with the uh, Secretary Bob McDonald and the chair of the Senate uh, Veterans Committee, Senator Johnny Isaacson. All right. Now, Bill, you mentioned earlier to me that uh, uh, they were all aware of the straw man uh, document. Is that correct? Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Let me tell you, the administration and the Congress are are not uh, 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 very happy with the report, especially in that area where it talks about um, uh, uh, putting health care into the uh, private sector and shutting down uh, the VA hospital. That's the secretary correct. made it a point that 72% of doctors and physicians uh, across our country, aside from the VA, actually come out of the VA process from 
uh, of serving there in their residencies. And that their feeling is that if you shut those down, that that's going to have a tremendous effect. Uh, he's concerned that, uh, that uh, there's not enough um, uh, 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 medical professionals, uh, even in the mental health care area, uh, that, they're, that, that they're not there. So they expect to continue with the hospitals. And, and, and the real final point there, uh, Gary, is that the VA secretary feels as so whether we uh, uh, do it in-house or we do it in, in, in hospitals outside, the VA has the ultimate and final responsibility of making sure that there's a high standard of care uh, from the medical side for our veterans. Uh, that's that's just phenomenal. So, so basically, the shortage is in the mental health field, as far as uh, as far as a, a clinic or a hospital uh, uh, availability to a veteran that has uh, um, anything else other than mental and physical. Is that correct? Mental that, health. That 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 is correct. And you just charged my memory to something else. There is uh-huh. legislation now being proposed that that they want to go to the medical schools around the country because they don't think enough mental health uh, professionals, but, but doctors to provide uh, 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 monetary support to uh, students who wish to become doctors. And if they would serve a two-year uh, uh, tour after their residency, uh, their uh, medical expenses uh, 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 that they receive to go to school would be forgiven by the government. Wow. So basically, uh, uh, the was you said the percentage of uh, doctors that are actually trained by the VA is that what you said earlier? Well, they're actually coming through and serving their residency. You know, before they become uh, full fledged to go out on their own, it's seventy two percent in the in the in the, the hospital and medical community at, at large. Seventy two percent of those individuals actually come through. The VA system. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll go right to our guests. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com you are tuned into american heroes network if you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. You we're here with our guests, and our first one is Jeff Kendrick, Executive Director of the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training, also known as McVet. Jeff was selected for this position in April 2014. He brings a vast knowledge of the McVet organization, having worked there for the past 12 years as a benefit counselor, facility manager, and director of operations. Jeff has been on our show, what now, three times? Three times, yes. All right. That's because of the of the power of the McVet organization. They are one of the finest out, uh, organizations out there. Uh, and get to know them. I mean, go to uh, McVet, and that's mcvet.org, uh, to learn more about them. Uh, they're a very successful organization, and they are truly helping our vets. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce Paul? Yes. Uh, Paul Konetsky. Paul is the Intake Outreach Specialist of the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. In most cases, Paul is the first contact that MacBeth's students have upon their arrival to the facility. It's Paul's job to identify and locate homeless veterans throughout the country. Paul has relationships with numerous VA medical centers, hospitals, substance abuse treatment facilities, and contacts throughout the legal system. Paul is a Navy veteran that is very passionate about assisting his fellow veterans in need. Once a homeless veteran himself, Paul knows what it is to walk in their shoes. Paul became homeless in 2006 and found himself walking through Macbeth's front door looking for assistance. Paul entered the MacBeth program and stayed for three years. During Paul's stay there, he obtained a degree in addictions counseling and graduated salutatorian of his class. Following college, Paul worked as a substance abuse counselor prior to returning to MacBeth to work in his current position. Welcome, Paul, to the American Heroes Network. And Jeff, welcome to both of you guys. It's a uh, it's a pleasure to have you back on. Uh, Jeff, why don't you uh, give our listeners a quick, just a quick rundown of what McVet's all about? I know we can talk on this subject for a good. Well, it took us what three hours, <laughs> three shows. <laughs> but, yeah, but again, just to just to let them make make them aware of what McVet is, and we'll get into a little bit more detail. Sure, sure. Well, um, and first, I want to I want to thank Colonel Forbes. He, he talked a little bit about. Of course, he's at the national conference in Atlanta with the, uh, the DAV. But I want to just let everyone, let your viewing audience know, listening audience, know that uh, we recently were uh, at the state convention for the DAV and for the state of Maryland, where we yes. were bestowed a vehicle um, 
that uh, was much in need and desired by our organization. And I just want to thank the colonel, because I know he had a lot to do with that, about getting us a, a passenger van that we use to transport our veterans to some of their medical appointments and some of their legal appointments and other things that they have to do throughout throughout the state of Maryland. So we're very appreciative of that. Um, McVet, in a, in a, in a nutshell is is a nonprofit organization that's been open now for 21 years and what we do is is take that veteran off the street whether they be male or female provide them with a vast array of comprehensive services that will provide uh, uh besides clothing and, and shelter uh case management that addresses the problem that the veteran encounters on the street uh, or where they happen to be once those problems have been well addressed we then bestow the veteran with uh employment further their education if it's so desired, and the final step toward the program would be to put a key in that person's hand and take them from being homeless to where they get permanent housing. And the the uniqueness of our program is that a veteran can come in our doors and they can stay with us for a minimum of two years, and some have managed to stay even longer than that. We say as long as the amount of time it takes to get the veteran corrected and fixed, we're willing to do that, and we've been doing that very successfully. 10,000 veterans in 21 years have come through wow. our doors. <clears throat> That's phenomenal. That is great. And it doesn't stop. I mean, from, from like, uh, like Paul, for instance, went from homeless to, to where he is today, which is uh, phenomenal. And well, he also... Well, he's, he's one of our shining stars that came through the program, but he, is, <laughs> he's, he came through um, and quickly gravitated to what the program had to offer. But uh, uh, do, let's not fool ourselves. It wasn't just the program was here, but if you don't have a veteran that's willing to put in the work, it would just right. be a program. So it's got to be guys like Paul that come through and do great things once they go and leave the program, which he has done. Mm-hmm. I think last time we had you on, it was uh, very cold up there, and you had a lot of vets just coming in to get warm. Um, I mean, you have a very big facility, and and uh, uh, you are truly helping vets, and that's what it's all about. So, anyway. So, 110,000 square feet. Uh, you're right. We have, we have a lot of room, and uh, currently we have uh, 249 beds that are available for men and women to come in and partake of our services. Yes, and and that's I'm glad you said that the women also they're they're all eligible. <clears throat> now you just recently had a couple was it a couple months ago you had a five uh, k. We did. We had our 21st annual five k, 10 k, and this year we had our largest turnout. We had 800 runners that actually showed up on Memorial Day weekend wow. uh, to run through downtown Baltimore with the proceeds going directly back into the overall overall operating budget for the Maryland Center for Veterans Education Training. So we were very, very pleased with uh, the corporate sponsorship that we got, but more so pleased with the amount of runners who came out and participated. And let me make sure I emphasize, run and walk. Old men like me, we can't run, so we have to walk through the course. But nonetheless, we came out and had a really good time. So we're really pleased, and we're looking forward to next year's event where our goal is to have 1,000 participants, and we think that we'll be able to achieve that number. Wow, that's going to be your 22nd? 22nd annual, McBeth 5K, 10K Memorial Day weekend on that Sunday. I do not have a calendar in front of me, but uh, so I don't want to misquote the date, but it is the last Sunday in the month of May prior to Memorial Day. Okay, okay. But that's all going to be available on your site. And again, it will be available on our site, yes. All right. And what's the site address again, the URL? Yes, we're on uh, org. All right, all right. Now, also, an alumni day coming up? We just had Alumni Day just oh, this okay. last weekend. Yeah, you missed it. We oh, had an Alumni geez. Day where we have all of our alumnus come back and spend uh, one Saturday where we have uh, a bunch of award ceremonies, um, some featured speakers. This year we had one of our board presidents spoke. 
uh, Colonel Walter Mitchell. Um, we had a, uh, those board, those members of our alumni community have graduated, gone on to their own businesses, come through and have a chance to meet some of the current students we have in the program and show them that if you stay the course, you also can achieve all the things that McBeth has offered me. So, yes, there can be bad days where things aren't going well. However, stay, 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 and you'll see that you can be the recipient of your own uh, full-time employment and your own home. This year we had 300, 300 people that actually participated in the whole Alumni Day festivities. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's all right. Well, Paul? Yes, sir. Why don't you explain to our listeners what an intake outreach specialist is? Okay, sure. Um, as the intake and outreach specialist here at McVet, it's my job to really, you know, I'm pretty much the recruiter for the program. Mm-hmm. If you want to use that um, comparison, I always tell my guys that I run into, I'm the recruiter here at McVet, but I'm not going to lie to you like your recruiter did to get you in the military. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, because... Um, you know, it's my job to find the guys, find homeless veterans, and I find the easiest way to do that is to, you know, form partnerships with different organizations. So whether it be the VA or, um, you know, different hospitals, uh, people within the legal system, different treatment facilities, or even just your, you know, everyday person walking down the street, you know, we all encounter homeless veterans in different areas. So it's not possible for me to actually run into every homeless vet out there. So I hope that I can just put my name into, you know, everyone's head. And when they encounter a homeless veteran, they say, oh, wait, I know, I know a place for you to go. Let me call Paul and get you there. And once, uh, you know, an individual encounters a homeless veteran in need, they give me a call, and then I facilitate getting the person here. And then once a veteran gets in here, I sit down with them and assess their needs and make sure that, you know, McVet can meet all of their needs. Um, you deal with a lot of incarcerated. Uh, I know that uh, Jeff was telling me uh, before the show that uh, you uh, travel within not only uh, Maryland, but also the, the surrounding states. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. I um, try to maintain a presence, you know, because we are a national uh, country, so we can take veterans from all 50 states, um, I have actually had a veteran as far away as in Hawaii that was incarcerated and facilitated his release through uh, his lawyer and the court system there and got him here and got him in the program. Um, so uh, in addition to that, I attend a lot of stand-downs. Are you familiar with the military stand-down? Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, just in case any listeners aren't, a military stand-down um, or, a, yeah, a VA stand-down is pretty much an event that the VA grants funding for where a bunch of organizations can get together for maybe one or a few days. Um, they get a bunch of organizations into one area so that a homeless veteran doesn't have to seek out services, you know, a run from place to place to place to place. They have all those places in one location. So I go to different stand-downs in um, North Carolina, Virginia, I'm trying to reach out to some different ones this year and maybe head up north and maybe a little bit west if possible. And uh, that's what I hope to do there is to form new contacts. And, you know, if if they run into homeless veterans, then they know, once again, there's a place called McVet that you can go to. That's phenomenal. Bill? 
Well, uh, uh, Paul, you know, I'm reminded uh, uh, by an individual who was uh, the hospital director at, uh, at the uh, District of Columbia VA uh, Medical Center uh, they'd always said that when they would conduct a, uh, a stand-down, they wanted it to be the worst day of the year uh, when the weather was just terrible and uh, to see how many uh, veterans would come into the D.C. Uh, Medical Center. And, and it's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. on, that, on that day, uh, it's usually the second week in January when it's, it's predictable that weather's not that great. These folks show up from far and near and early in the morning, and they stay all day. Uh, talk about how does weather uh, uh, impact, uh, uh, you know, getting folks to come in to make uh, the state. But I'm of the, the, the view that, you know, we've served in the military. Uh, many of us uh, know survival skills, and I think when the weather is, is, is great, uh, it, it's probably uncomfortable, but it's not something that we can't deal with. How does that impact on being able to get folks to come in? Okay, that's a great question, it, and, and you're um, exactly right. You know, it, it does, uh, history shows here at least that we do tend to maybe get less uh, veterans seeking our services throughout the warmer months because they may be more willing to stay on the street you know, where the free, where it's not freezing cold and uh, getting them, you know, uh, off the streets and, you know, where it's intolerable. But um, actually this year, it's been a little bit of the opposite. I've been surprised. There's been more people coming in, uh, even though the weather has been, you know, hot. There's been more people coming in, and it's almost been, I would say, if not more than the winter time. But there, there, that definitely does play into some, uh, you know, it definitely does play a factor into the, the homeless population. And I can say formally being homeless myself, uh, when it's freezing out there, you know, all you're looking for is some type of, uh, you know, shelter, some way to get out of that weather. I can tell you my uh, breaking point, <laughs> the day I decided to get up and uh, get off the bench I was living on, uh, each one of my days, actually, I used to walk all day long in, in Baltimore, and I used to go to different places like Barnes and Nobles and read books and and uh, just bounce back and forth, ride on the subway, just trying to occupy my day. And I would go back to where I slept at night, and I wouldn't lay down till about two o'clock in the morning because I was afraid of the crowds downtown, uh, you know, people leaving bars and things like that, and I didn't want to sleep outside and have someone that may be intoxicated come mess with me while I was sleeping. Right. So I waited all day that day um, from about 5 in the morning, walking around, moving, moving from place to place to place, and finally laid down at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and as soon as I shut my eyes, it started raining. And so here I am, soaking wet, laying on that bench, and I said, man, there's got to be something I can do. And I got up and found McVet, fortunately. So the weather definitely plays, uh, you know, a part in the homeless population. Oh, definitely. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll continue on with uh, your story, Paul, if that's okay. No problem. 
Let's not forget about the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel, one of the few nonprofit veteran organizations that have been chosen for inclusion on the National VA website. They need your help with funding, which goes into a production of the first of five pilot shows of the cooking show that can, that can actually save lives. This is the first of its kind show with two top military chefs that are going to present recipes for mental and physical health. Go to the VSP channel to learn more. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Jeff and Paul from McVet. That's the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. Now, Paul, when you uh, went to McVet, when, when did you run across uh, Jeff? Uh, the first time I ran across Jeff, I believe, I'm trying to think now, he was director of operations at the time, mm-hmm. and um, he was the guy you wanted to try uh, get mad people with. try to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was the guy you wanted to avoid. And fortunately, I did. I did my whole time here. I don't think I had any run-ins. All right. All right. <laughs> just, just to explain, though, Gary, the, the, my role as director of operations was kind of like, you know, um, every once in a while there's certain guys or there would be veterans in the program that may need a little more self-motivation to get things done. So no. I would be the self-motivator. <laughs> Could understand. <laughs> he did it really well, though. You know, and then once, once you um, have been around for longer than a few days, you realize that um, Jeff really cares. And uh, 
hopefully none of our students are listening, but uh, he's really a softie at heart, and he really cares yeah, about the best here. here. Nobody's listening to that part. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to take that one out. Right. <laughs> yeah, cut that one. No, I know that he really cares. Um, you know, being through, I, I've, I've known Jeff for about 10 years now, and I know that he really cares about veterans, so that, um, that really helps when you have a staff here, a uh, staff of mostly veterans who really, really care about our students, so that really, really helps. All right. Now, again, getting back to what you do, and I, I you know, we talked about this uh, for some time also, Jeff, uh, that you go, Paul, you go into uh, the, uh, the prisons, correct? Yes, yes, sir. And, and there's actually veterans groups in those? Yes, yes. In Maryland, um, at three of the main, the, the biggest prisons here uh, in Hagerstown, uh, out in the Eastern Shore, and in Jessup, they have veteran groups throughout those uh in those different prisons, and those groups, um, they form, they, they hold meetings, almost like a VSO. They, they uh-huh. get together, uh, it's a good camaraderie, camaraderie for them, it, it keeps their morale up. Um, I know we've been invited to numerous celebrations, uh, Memorial Day and Veterans Day celebrations from them. Uh, one prison uh, had a fundraiser and donated some money to us, so... It's a good place to go in, um, you know, talk to the guys, let them know that they're not alone, and when they get out, you know, there's a place for them to go. Uh, what's some of the, what's some of the uh, barriers they face when they get out? Well, the barriers here, uh, you know, in Maryland, I don't think there's many uh, resources for incarcerated or incarcerated uh, individuals, period. Mm-hmm. It seems like, uh, you know, you do your time, you get out, um, I don't want to take away from the system. I know there is people out there that care, so I think it's it's also up to the the incarcerated individual themselves to seek out and and look for um, you know different services. But on average, you know, a person leaving incarceration or a veteran leaving incarceration could suffer from mental health, uh, former substance abuse issues. They could still have substance abuse issues because we all know that. Um, Unfortunately, some substances are still available in the prisons. So there's uh, physical health issues. So depending on what the veteran is facing, you know, we try to link them up with services to, uh, you know, combat all those problems. Well, let, let me also add, though, very quickly, Gary, that, that one of the things that should always be looked at, especially when it comes to incarcerated veterans, upon release, some government funding does not give them the ability to go straight into a transitional housing program. So well, one of the unique things about McVet's program is that we have an emergency shelter. So upon immediate release, veterans are eligible right off the bat for emergency shelter, and then they can be vetted into transitional housing programs. So sometimes there's a limiting factor that a veteran can walk out of a penal institution and have nowhere to go and no place to go, maybe even not with a real plan, although I can say that uh, we are one of the few programs that uh, there is a release package that, that uh, veterans are given upon, upon release that tells them some of the resources that are available to them. And we are specifically addressed by name with address and locators to let veterans know, hey, if you're looking for a place to stay, transit in emergency shelter status, and also looking at a program that, and which is something that uh, Paul has not talked very much about, but is the fact that we are able to find employment because a lot of the funding uh, sources that we will use 
we let them know that we will have guys who may have felonies on their records, and if you want to seek funding from us, especially get the the, the grant dollars that we have uh, in order to be able to help your let's say, institution, if you can't guarantee employment for the men and women that we have here, there's no success investing in your company. So we've been able to work out very good partnerships with other companies and say, yeah, we're letting you know ahead of time that there's a possibility that some of these veterans that you come across may have a background that may preclude or delay their employment process, but we're letting you know ahead of time, if you want us to send our veterans to your employment, these are the barriers that must be overcome, and we've been very successful in doing that. That's phenomenal. That's great. Now, I talked to you a couple of days ago, Jeff, and you mentioned that, of course, uh, you were you were actually giving these group meetings at the at the uh, prisons before you handed the job over to Paul. <laughs> and uh, what I think a big a big factor here is uh, we're always concerned about the female vets. What's being done? Is the same thing being done with them? Well, let let, let me state that. When when I started going to to visit veterans that, that were in prison, um, my my approach was not as as refined and as smooth as as the team that Paul heads now that actually goes out and meets the veterans. Let's say meets them at, at where they're at at their level to be able to understand what they're going to encounter once they walk outside the gate. Now your question about women incarcerated veterans, we also have an outreach team that is composed of some of our women veterans here on staff. Good. That will also go out and do the same type of outreach, and I'm not sure, Paul, but I think have we had a, a veteran that's come from one of the women penal institutions? Uh, no, not not yet. Unfortunately, okay. not yet. But that's what we're working on, and we're trying to get. Um, there's 23 uh, detention centers throughout the state of Maryland as well, and uh, one of our benefits counselors here, who is on my uh, prison team, he's been working diligently to get us meetings with each one of these detention centers. Because, you know, with the prison system, a lot of these guys may have a lot of time. So I may run into someone, and they don't get out for seven more years. So it's, it, you know, with that, with, uh, when I run into that um, situation, I give them our information. You know, I see them when I make the, the trips to the prisons. But the jails, you know, people are constantly coming in and out. So we're trying to uh, be more diligent and get into the jails. And that's where we can, you know, the men and women are... Usually each detention center holds men and women, so I'm hoping that more women would be identified, uh, you know, throughout our efforts and find right. out about McFett. Right, and the only reason I brought this up is because, oh, you know, I heard, again, on a number side of it, uh, one million incarcerated veterans and 200,000 of those veterans are females. Um, and that's a big number. Yeah, big number. That's, that's an incredible number, actually. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, in Maryland, I think there's about 22,000 incarcerated individuals, and about 8% of them are veterans. So that's somewhere around 1,700 incarcerated vets in the state of Maryland. Wow. That's, that's like almost talking about the, you know, the 22 uh, suicides a day. Uh, we're only hearing that from 21 reporting states. So, again, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> who yeah. knows what's out there? Yeah. Now, we do have to find out those numbers. We really do. Okay. Now, Paul, maybe you could uh, inform us about a little bit about the Baltimore Veterans Court docket. Sure. Uh, the, the Veterans Treatment Docket here in Baltimore City is uh, with the District Court. And let me take you back just a little bit. Prior to this forming, we had a, um, a homeless docket. Mm -hmm. And the homeless docket was like an early resolution court where if someone homeless received, uh, you know, uh, got incarcerated, 
or was arrested, they'd be identified at the intake in jail, and then they'd be, their case would be transferred to the homeless docket. And the judge would offer them at the homeless docket a bunch of providers would be there, sort of like a stand down. So you have providers from all different organizations in the city that can help with you know an array of services. And you would offer the individual some type of service, hoping to get them off the street, and just using you know that situation as a form of contact. Well, it came around um, Judge Weinstein, who is an Army veteran. Uh, she she decided you know it would be nice if we had this same type of resource for our veterans. So she worked it out with the the homeless. The homeless docket providers, we sort of all moved over, had a bunch of meetings, and sort of formed this veterans treatment docket. And what we do with that is now um, they've made some changes throughout the system. So anytime a veteran is arrested in the city, they're identified at the jail, and their case is immediately transferred to the veterans treatment docket. And based on the severity of the crime, the individual's history, um, you know, and things of that nature, they are given the opportunity to participate in the docket. And the docket has a couple different tracks based on the severity, but the end goal of the docket is to um, not have a guilty plea, you know, for the veteran in the end. So just for instance, one of the tracks um, for the veteran treatment docket is the defendant, they don't enter their plea, they participate in a program, let's say they come into McVet. They come into McVet for about 90 days, then they go back in front of the judge, and if they successfully engage in our services and done what they're supposed to do, they will um, not process the charges, so they'll pretty much drop the charges. So it's really a, um, you know, a motivator to try to get that person some services as well as you know, help them out with their, their criminal history. Right. And this is like a veterans court. Uh, is there a difference between a veterans court and a veterans treatment court? Um, no. Well, when I say veterans court or veterans treatment court, um, there's the reason they have to name them different names, from my understanding, is there's different legalities, which I, I'm not sure about. But um, it's basically, if you walk into the court, it doesn't look you know much different than any other court. It's just mm-hmm. a judge behind a bench. You have a prosecutor. You have a you know, a public defender uh, or a paid lawyer, and it's just a normal proceedings there. Except okay. uh, at our veterans treatment docket, when an individual completes uh, the, you know, whatever their sentence is there, they have a little ceremony, they get a, um, a challenge coin and some gift certificates, different incentives for them to, to do well. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Jeff and Paul from McVet, the Maryland Center for Veterans Education and Training. Bill, you had a question. Well, uh, a uh, a comment leading to a question, and this is for Jeff and Paul both. Uh, we understand that there's something new uh, now that you're dealing with. It's uh, bridge housing. How is that working within uh, the scheme of what we're already doing? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, there, there's a new aspect of uh, veterans that are that are homeless but have secured housing vouchers through HUD. Uh, the housing voucher gives them the ability to find permanent housing, um, and then, of course, they're, they're taken off the streets, which, which is, of course, the good thing. Uh, what McBed has done is entered in a partnership with the VA and also with HUD for those veterans who have this bridge housing voucher. It gives them the ability to, because of the fact that you're receiving funding, and here's where the conflict used to be. You're receiving funding from HUD. You can't actually reside in a program and try to look for housing at the same time. So now there's, there's been a given a waiver to veterans who have this voucher to be able to come into McVet's program and not into our emergency shelter, which is the beginning phase of the program. They go into transitional housing, and they're able to stay for a 90-day period. And during that 90-day period, at least they're out of the elements, and they're able to look for permanent housing but have shelter at the same time. And the real unique aspect is to receive the services that McVet offers. So they can still receive the case management, the aftercare groups, and uh, all the other things that, that were encountered while they're on the streets, and, of course, within that 90-day period, then go into permanent housing. But during that time frame, at least they're not out on the streets. I think Paul can elaborate because we have started to see uh, veterans come through the door who have the, uh, the HUD bass voucher and become immediate candidates for bridge housing. Yes, yes, with the HUD bass voucher... Um what people, a lot of veterans don't understand is when they get this voucher, uh, it's, they don't get a place immediately that day. The, the VA, they have a case manager at the VA who helps them, you know, secure, look for a place. And then once they, you know, find a place that they're interested in, there's some inspections that go on and some different things before the place is improved. 
So a lot of time, or approved, uh, a lot of times the veteran is left with, you know, no place to go during this time. So the bridge housing aspect uh, of the program is a great place for them to come and wait that process out. And like Jeff said, they, you know, they still receive the same services that our transitional housing students uh, receive while they're here. So um, it's really beneficial for them instead of just having to bounce from shelter to shelter or still live on the street while waiting for a place. You know, they get to come in and be productive while waiting for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, what about, uh, Jeff, what about, um, uh, you're located in Maryland, okay, and uh, what if there's what if there's homelessness, which which there is, in in Texas or 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 in Florida? Do you have any organizations that uh, could maybe work together with you on something like this? Great question. What what we have started to do is, and that's a, another aspect of our program, is that we have an outreach team, a census team, census outreach team that works in conjunction with our board. Uh-huh. And they're putting more of a national imprint uh, on our program to let other veterans know or let other no service providers know, they be in the VA and other VSOs, American Legion, DAV, VFW, know that we are available to be able to provide service for any veteran, regardless of where they're at in the United States. And we can make means for that veteran, wherever they happen to be, to uh, find transportation. If sometimes, in some cases, we may have to come up with our own funding to get a person there. Or sometimes uh, the provider from that particular city will pay for the ticket to get the veteran up here. And then once they arrive in Baltimore, we take it from there. So I think Paul's told you we've had veterans come from Hawaii, uh, Texas, Mm -hmm. for a great Mm -hmm. example. California, California. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. We, we've had veterans come from just about all 50 states that have wow. walked through our doors. That's phenomenal. You know, another big thing we forgot to ask, I forgot to ask, was uh, there's a lot of female vets that have kids. What happens in that situation? And that is, that is one of the plights and, uh, that, that frustrates us as an organization, mm-hmm. that we are you're not yet able to provide services for that homeless veteran that has a family. Uh, we're wow. hoping that as we step forward into the future, that we're going to be able to have the facilities or find partner organizations that will be able to provide service for, let's say, the family members, and then that veteran can still come through the door and receive our services by going home. But then in the end result, let's say going back home to the family every night, showing back up and bet the next day, once again going through our intensive ser- uh, treatment services and then being better prepared. Uh, that is what we feel is lacking nationally, actually, is programs that can provide service for those homeless veterans and their family members. So maybe we'll, you and I, we talk almost, what, three or four times a year? So I'm hoping that maybe by 20, 2018, when we're talking again, we can tell you that we've got a new facility open and we're able to provide service for that homeless veteran and his family. That's phenomenal. That's great. Now, where do you see McVet in the future? What's going That's, on? That, that is one of the aspects of okay, the future well, that we're looking for. For sure. Anything else? As far as future well, uh, outlooks? Well, the, the, the other thing is we're looking at, because of the fact that uh, for us funding is always an issue, something we always have to look at, that maybe yeah. we need to find more ways to self-sustain ourselves by maybe incorporating more of a business model into the program itself. Uh, one thing we're very unique is that we have over, at any one time, 160 veterans in this door who all have their own skills. We do know as veterans that if there's something that can't be done, we know how to do it. We just roll up our sleeves and get it done. 
and a lot of the services that can be provided, such as our, our dining facility, our maintenance section, our security section. Uh, we, we're, we're known for us how spotless and clean our buildings are. Why can't we not use a branch of what we do here within this, within this facility and branch that out into a business model? So that's what we're looking for in the future, be able to provide service for our homeless veterans and their families and incorporate our own business model into the organization. All right. Well, guess what? We only have a couple minutes left. Why don't you give us your URL one more time? Sure. Paul, you got it or you want, you, you want I'll, to I'll it? I'll do it. Okay, yes. Our, our website is at www.mcvet.org. All right. And I just wanted to say, if you know a homeless veteran out there, if you run into a homeless veteran, please call McVet. There is a place for them to go. Can I give my phone number? Sure can. Okay. You can reach me at 410-576-9626, extension 244. Okay, great. So if one you're more. a homeless veteran in need or you know one, please give us a call. There's a place for you. All right. Yeah, let me add very quickly, we do intake 24 hours a day. Yes, oh, seven Monday days a week. Sunday. Fantastic. Now, again, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And Jeff and Paul, uh, Jeff, why don't we start with you? What would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Sure. Very, very quickly, um, those men and women who have served our country and end up homeless should not be. And I think we as a nation should do all we possibly can to make sure that we find those veterans, send them to programs that doesn't have to be McVet, but find a place where those veterans can receive the service that they need so that they can get back on their feet and go back out and be very productive citizens. And I think we, we as, as, as veterans and as Americans should make sure that we continue to do that for those so deserving. Oh, well, thank you, Jeff. Paul? Yeah, like? um, I'd just like to reiterate, you know, what I had mm-hmm. said before. If, if you know a homeless veteran, if you are a homeless veteran, uh, I can tell you from experience, this is definitely a great place to come to, and I can't think of a, you know, a better place to come and get on your feet and, uh, you know, get your life straight. Definitely. And again, uh, Bill? Well, Paul and Jeff, over the years, McCat has done uh, a phenomenal job there. And, uh, you know, a tremendous amount of thanks has to go to you and all the staff folks there. I mean, you've got some amazing people there. And, uh, you know, one of the things, there's so many things out here that we find about to where organizations can come and work together. And I think one of the things we ought to use and move towards as an objective to maybe try to establish a summit of similar kinds of services, uh, whether it's locally beyond the, 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 the Maryland limit, and that we can work together because we can certainly work together, do more things uh, collectively than just trying to do it by ourselves. But uh, a, a, a great deal of thanks goes to you guys and continue to uh, serve veterans and, and help with them. Yes. Thank you. Th- thank you, gentlemen. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website and also syndicated on iTunes. You can also hear all the archived shows right from your phone, so there's no excuses. <laughs> and remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have a great week. We are